name? Rachel. Okay, what can I get for you? Can I get a medium double pepperoni? That is it. So that's going to be 1632 if that's going to do it for you. Word. Thanks, man. No problem. You want to do cash or card today? Cash, please. Cash money. We'll see you as soon as we can get out to you sometime within the next 30 minutes. Rad. Thanks, man. <laughs>
period. But Discussed it a thousand times. Yes, but we definitely need to emphasize how trashy white women are. Especially and because white women often try to separate ourselves from the trash that are white men, and we are not... Any different. Equal trash. Equal, Equal trash. trash. We are. Equal there are. Trash. I would like to remind everybody that while we did come up with a mechanism for rating trash men, as in biohazard, garbage, recycle, and compostable, that also applies to white women. It really does. It really does. Biohazard There's, bitches. They're out there. We are them. We, we are, are them. three white yeah. trash we are women. Three women, white women who are also trash. We are not Sitting. separate from no. this at all. But what makes us better is that we know we're trash. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Self-identifying. Self-identifying trash. Indeed. Yeah. Okay. We're the compostable. <laughs> we give back. <laughs> we make a difference in some way. Yeah. Or trying we're to. We're shit. But it's, it's fertilizing the seeds. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like to think so. <laughs> well, we <laughs> trying we to reverse so. the karma of our ancestors. <laughs> and <laughs> our fellow man. Yeah. And females. Yeah. Soccer moms, stop. (laughs) Okay, so um, sticking with the, we're now developing structure. That's cute. Trying. Trying. Um, We're going to go through our rose and thorns for the week. Who wants to go first? Andrea. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Haven't even thought about it yet. Me neither. That's why I called you out. Maybe Evelyn should go. She sucks. Evelyn, go. Yay. Okay. Can I tilt this a little so you can not yeah. lean? Okay. Sorry, sound man. Um, okay. <laughs> do you, I do my rose or my thorn what first? You know you want? Okay. Um, I'm going to do my thorn because it's fucking ridiculous. So I will not be specific, but I work in a school. I am a paraeducator. And <laughs> thank you. Today, a teacher who will be f- now known as um, Old Hag <laughs> was standing but a foot from a kindergarten student. And she calls me over. She beckons me. And she beckons. says, she did. She beckoned me and then called me by name and says, oh, I noticed that this student's shoe is untied. <laughs> I don't know him. Perhaps you should tie it. Uh, <laughs> and I am thinking, okay, I'm glad I walked 10 feet over here so that you, who was standing one foot from him, could tell me that his shoe was untied and that, and that I should tie it because she doesn't know the student. I also did not know the student. But you're a fucking servant, okay? Because I am Cinderella, fucking bent over and tied this student's shoe. And that is my thorn because I still don't understand that interaction whatsoever. And why I I was the only woman for the job. (laughs) Maybe she doesn't know how to tie a shoe. She's like, shit, shit, shit. Hey, yeah. Evelyn. Do you? <laughs> it's your ass I need here. your shoe tying <laughs> expertise. <laughs> my mom never taught me. Oh, no. Yeah, that's my fucking thorn. I'm still shaking my head over this encounter because what? Like, there's some rule that you need to know someone before you can tie their shoe when they're six years old. 
anyway. Um, and my rose is that... Mm, I had a rose. I remembered it. Um, I've been <laughs> cooking a lot more now that Gary and I have our new apartment. Oh, that's and, yeah. And the other day I came, Gary came home and I had cooked like this dinner and I had a little wine airing. It was really romantic. And my husband was like mad appreciative and oh yeah. Aww. And he like Aww. let me choose a Netflix movie and I was just like, This is the height of romance. <laughs> <laughs> the height of romance. <laughs> yeah, the bar's pretty low, people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and this is marriage. <laughs> No. We don't have a couch. We have two armchairs. And my husband was just like, this is real mom and pop of us. <laughs> and I was like, I love that. Weirdly. Oh, that's cute. Me and my ex sat in lawn chairs <gasps> in our living room when we first moved into our apartment. That's that was, adorable. <laughs> yeah. So great. Dude, that doesn't. <laughs> romance is amazing. <laughs> I love romance. <laughs> So much. I hate it. I'm in a hopeless romantic. It breaks my heart. All the I'm time. so not. That's where we're opposites. I know. It's okay. Worse about being single is being a hopeless romantic. <laughs> I think every I... man that looks my way is falling in love like I am, <laughs> and I'm like, perpetually just disappointed. Just, <laughs> just always <laughs> perpetually. Like, really <laughs> every day. <laughs> every day. I have no faith in love, so I don't really know. <laughs> no. We'll just meet in the middle. It's Isn't okay. There a song? Meet me in the middle. <laughs> we can make one I was, up. I was thinking of Malcolm Should in the that- Middle. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Anyway. That's amazing. Okay, so my me. um rose. Nope. I'm gonna go with negative first. <laughs> okay. Naturally. Um, my negative is that I had a date last week, and it was soups terrible. Oh it was the fucking... Hence the Taco Bell bag in your car. <laughs> yeah, I fucking ate Taco Bell on the way home, because I was like, you know what? Men are trash, Taco yes, Bell is forever. You know list of trash that this man committed. Well, f- well, first of all, I'm breathing into the mic. Riley, I'm sorry. I just exhaled just straight into the microphone. I was like, <sighs> oh no, because we didn't hear it the first time. Okay, now now you heard it. Um, anyways, so this guy was like, he pretended to be so open. Um, I don't like because he was into pegging. He was like, I'm open. I'm whatever. It was that guy. Yeah, it was that guy. Oh, he was a no. fucking dick. One, he was late. That's disappointing. Two. I had gone early because he, I had met him halfway, which is fair. Yeah. I, equality, (laughs) equity, halfway. Although he probably makes more money than I do as a server and should have came closer, but whatever. (laughs) 50-50. Okay. Met him and I went early and I worked on a bunch of work stuff. So I had a beer and then he was late, which... Okay, whatever. That's annoying. And then he comes in and he was like, hey, and then he moved my shit. (laughs) Please don't touch my stuff ever. Please, literally, I'm, please don't ever touch my stuff. That really bothers me. Okay, great. Um, And then he sat down and whipped. (laughs) 
The audacity. I did not invite you to sit, sir. Did I say sit? No, he really, like, whipped his glasses off his face, and he was, like... He was trying to t- ask me, like, if I liked him better before or after glasses. And I was like, uh, your serving looks both ways. Fishing. Oh, my God. He was fishing so hard. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, and I was like, and he was like, can we move to somewhere more intimate? And I was like, hmm. Uh, vomit in my mouth. But I was like, How did okay. you not leave? <laughs> I, because I'm still so socialized to be Please nice. Wait, just wait. How did you not so leave then, the theme of this <laughs> how? Let's call this episode. How, how did you not leave? <laughs> question mark. Question mark. Question mark. Exclamation point. Because get ready. Oh, okay. So Andrea. then we move to like uh like I'm I had to pack all of my work stuff back in my bag trash and <laughs> was super pissed because we were sitting at like a table. And, oh, I also forgot to mention that he came directly and sat right next to me instead of, like, across from me, which just reminds me of side sitters. And let me tell you right now, if you're a side sitter, fucking stop. It's weird. Don't do it. There's no reason for it. If you're a side sitter, what the fuck are you doing? Especially on the first fucking date. Like, oh, my God. Anytime. Don't. (laughs) Anytime. What is the reason? Question. If you're a side sitter, uh... Please tweet at me because I'm curious about your thought process. I don't understand. I think it's like a like a territorial. It's disgusting. Weird yes. mechanism. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Anyways, yes. doesn't Trash. matter. He sat right next yeah. to me instead of across me. Super uncomfortable. Then I was like, okay. He makes me get up and move to like this like couch chair situation. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna sit on this love seat, and then he can either sit like there's a cha- armchair like kitty corner. Mm-hmm. So you can look at each other. This dude, I sit down. This guy sits basically on top of me. He's pinching my thigh. He's sitting so close. I can't even turn my head fully to, like, look at him. I cannot turn my head fully. He is so close. <laughs> Keeps touching my leg. Then, oh. I feel oh, he would No, oh, so just wait. So then he, then he's like talking to me, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh my God, my boss is texting me. Why is my boss texting me? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. Why are you asking me? This is weird. So he proceeds to open the text and he's like, oh, he was like, oh, my boss wants me to work tomorrow. He's like, oh, by the way, I was in the middle of a story. He's like, oh, I'm totally listening to you. I just need to check my work schedule and text my boss back. So this dude opens up an app. Opens up his work schedule and then is like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, hold on. I'm totally listening to you. Um, I just need to text my box. AKA, back. I'm not. Yeah, and then, all. AKA, I am not. I AKA, am the absolute least. I, I don't give a shit. He's right. like, AKA, don't give a shit about your story, yeah. whatever. I'm like, okay, cool. I have business to attend to. <laughs> Do you have business to attend to at a fried chicken restaurant? Okay, great. So he was like, while you're sitting on top of me. Oh. So then he was like, okay, responding back to his boss, blah, blah, blah. And he's reading basically what he's texting his boss back out loud. And I was like, I really don't give a shit. Because I'm sitting right next to you and I can actually read what the I fuck can read, saying. but I also, do, I also just don't give a fuck. Right. Just text your boss back. And he's like, well, I can't work at 10 because blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I just don't care. Okay. And I'm already don't want, so I, all, extra. I, yeah, I already don't want to be there. So then... Then the next thing is that he opens, he gets a text from Amazon. 
And he's like, oh no, my Amazon, <laughs> oh, no. oh no, my recent Amazon order is from a wrong, it got charged a wrong card. I'm totally listening to you. This was the theme of the night. Hashtag, I'm totally listening to you. Um, maybe new name of our episode. Actually, that should be. I'm totally because listening to you. appropriate for white women talking about race. True. <laughs> I'm totally listening I'm to totally you. I'm totally listening to you. Disregards everything that yeah. you are saying. Well, I and then my Nordstrom order. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's. Or in my kids' yeah. new cheerleading. Card. Oh fuck. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Yeah. So then he's like, "Oh, they charged the wrong card. You know how I feel, and it's on my Wall- Wells Fargo account. You know what Wells Fargo does." And I'm just like looking at him like banter. <laughs> Is this my life? Then he comes. He mid sentence. Goes, can I kiss you? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> you should have seen my body language. I could have not, I could have been my own. What's the thing that people wear when they don't want to have sex or virgins or whatever? Chastity belt. I basically was a human chastity belt. I was like, arms crossed. Like okay, legs no, that, crossed. That's every crossed. My yeah. eyes crossed. Human chastity belt. <laughs> human chastity belt. That's me. Um, and he was like, can I kiss you? And I fucking leaned back. I was like, Argh! Lean back. Yeah, lean, lean back. Um, <laughs> and he was like, oh, no. And I'm basically thinking um, in my head. Hell fucking yeah. no. Hell fucking no. Have you read my body language at all? And he was like, oh. I was like, oh, I'm just like feeling it out. So I, and then he's like, oh, okay. Well, I'm going to use the bathroom. So he like gets up and goes. And I was like, oh my God, I swear to God, I'd be so happy if he just got I in his car and ran. left. No, you should have I sat ran. there. Wait, what about the hood <sighs> though? Oh. Because that He also said that he has the hood card and can say the N-word. He, he is, is not black. black. <laughs> but he also said retarded and then was like, oh, it's not, that's not, that's not PC. I mean, retard. I'm sorry. What now? PC, for those who don't fucking understand, means politically correct. Right. And, and using <laughs> the word retard also, or I retarded is not politically correct in any sense of the word ever, ever. Don't use it in any context. And would one argue that people are like, oh, PC culture is gaslighting? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's gaslighting. Absolutely. Anyway, so this guy's like, I hope you don't think I'm ignorant. Like, I'm new to the feminist thing, like, blah, blah, blah. And I just was like. It's a fucking fad, you asshole. I just can't deal. Anyway, so then I was I'm like. I'm still hugged on the hood card. Yeah, Where no, the that fuck was the that worst. Oh, I, I don't know. Who came up. From and everyone was like, what? Who came up like, with that? The- <laughs> <laughs> Who came- you should have What's- seen my face. I was like, hood card? I'm. I'm. I'm pretty. I blacked out in this moment because it's full of rage. Okay, well, when you say that, I don't actually mean. I don't know if you actually blacked out or. No, I was. I blacked out from like actual rage. Lashigandria. Fuck. <laughs> it's a theme. Sorry. It's a theme. <laughs> it's a theme. <laughs> uh, no, from rage this time. And I think I said something like, you should never say the N word. Ever. Ever. Like. Ever. Lyric in a song? Is it appropriate? No. Nope. No. Ever. It's never appropriate. In the entire gamut of our vocabulary that white people, that white people are still offended that they can't say this one word truly baffles me. It is one word and it is not for you. And that is the end of that. I don't understand why this is still a huge discussion. Nope. I don't understand why white people are so upset. And I don't know why this just popped into my head, but the other day I saw a tweet that said Eminem makes music for 14-year-old white boys who punch holes in the walls when they lose at Call of Duty. 
I lost it. <laughs> True. <laughs> Hashtag fact. <laughs> Eminem is not good. No. No, no. And neither is fucking Machine Gun Kelly. This shit is bullshit. Oh. Y'all white rappers got me fucking gagging. <laughs> G-Eazy. <laughs> Suck it. Well, his beats are fire, but his lyrics but just, are like, trash. Stop. Make beats. I don't know. Yeah. Make beats. Yeah, be, be a, a producer. producer. So, okay. So, G-Eazy is trash. His producer's dope. Okay, great. <laughs> um, and then, uh, so, yeah, that was my thorn. Oh, yeah. I got up to leave, and I was like, oh, let me give this guy a hug. Like I, I did because I'm nice. a fucking why I don't know because nice. I'm nice. nice I hate it. I hate being nice. Um, and <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm so sleepy. I gotta go. I gotta get. I do get up super early for work. And he was like, okay. And so I hugged him and we went our separate ways. Literally three minutes later, he texted me. He's like, not feeling it, huh? And I said. You know, oh, you couldn't fucking tell, huh? <laughs> yeah, you couldn't tell from my fucking body language. Anyway, so then I was like, uh, no, I'm really not. But I said it in a nice way. I said, you know, I just, I, it, the chemistry isn't what I expected. Yeah. And he said, deuces. <laughs> That's a quote. <laughs> That's a quote. It's a quote. It's a quote. Deuces. Deuces. And then he posted on his Instagram, <laughs> welcome to waste people's time, 2018. <laughs> welcome to waste my fucking time, exactly. motherfucker. Also, that's what first dates are, so I can feel out how trash you are, which you are super fucking trash. Biohazard. 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 The worst. Like you Buried go into in a mountain. A metal tin buried in the metal mountain. Metal tin, not metal tin. <laughs> yeah. Metal tin. Tin. In, in the, the middle of a mountain where yeah. nobody shall ever dig you up ever again with the needles and the in the in the syringes poison. and the poison and the nuclear battery acid <laughs> battery acid. <laughs> um, but my rose is that I just like literally love all the women in my life so much, Aww. and two of them being Rachel and Evelyn who are here, and then um, yes, all <laughs> of my girls. Let me give a shout out: Thea, Kelsey, Rachel, other Rachel. Um, <laughs> Katie, Amanda, there's so many more. Mom. (coughs) My sisters, my mom. Love you so much. Jesus. Yeah. (laughs) Women, I'm just coughing because I'm just so overwhelmed. Um, I just literally, like all the women in my life give me purpose and men are trash and I don't ever need a man and women are amazing. Indeed. I love you. I love you. Well, my throne, I had a... throne? Thorn. <laughs> this queen over here. <laughs> I'm a queen. She's like, my throne. I am Daenerys in this bitch. <laughs> I'm my well, throne. the thorn in my throne. Um, Ooh. Ooh, she turned that around. <laughs> <laughs> I had uh, my first um, parent scare this last week. I have a four-month-old golden retriever. Okay, hey, I thought you meant like a pregnancy scare. <laughs> Fuck no, no, I'm never having kids. Fuck that shit. Um, High five me. Yes. <laughs> Fuck that. Um, no, I have a four month golden, uh, four month old golden retriever named Finnegan. Adorable. And he is my life and my everything. And he got sick on Friday, and I swear to God, <laughs> I've never been so scared or felt more helpless in my entire life than I did on Friday. My boss, I called her and I said. <laughs> 
Ellen, I need to leave. I need to take some time. My dog is shitting and like projectile puking at home. And mind you, I live with my grandmother. And so she was taking care of him. She called me very nonchalantly, was like, hey, um, so you're going to be home from dinner tonight? This is normal. And I said, I was like, yeah, I'm going to be home from dinner. She goes, oh, yeah. And by the way, your dog is projectile vomiting and shitting all over the house. I'm like, oh, cool. Okay. What the fuck? Like, um, what do you mean that's happening? And she was like, yeah, he's, he's pretty sick. And so I have, I'm starting, I'm panicking and I'm like, yeah, anyway. So I called El- Ellen, I almost said Evelyn. <laughs> and I was like, if this is anything like having children, I'm never fucking doing it because I was having a panic attack over this shit. Um, turns out he got salmonella from licking a wheelbarrow down at the marina, our local marina. Poor guy. He was fine. He felt really violated by the amount of probes he had up his butt. Yikes. But I felt really bad about Hashtag that. Hashtag yikes. Well, the first one Hashtag had... same. <laughs> well, yeah, but the poor guy didn't even have lube on the first one. And I was just like, God, I, I'm sorry. God. And he hardcore judged me. My dog looked at me up and down and was like, how fucking He's like, you dare do you? this? That you would expose me to this? It's trash. It is trash. I was a trash mom at that moment. And yeah, anyway, so that was my thorn. He's fine now, but I've never been more terrified in my entire life. Um, my rose. I don't know. I've had a pretty shit fucking week. <laughs> this is your rose. Tonight um, is your rose. Tonight would be my rose. I actually, no, you know what would be my rose, which probably would not be most women's roses, would be starting my fucking period. <laughs> In all honesty, I had the most emotional weekend like, I don't know what it was. I had maybe three bottles hormones. of wine. It was hormones. It was hormones, but I didn't I didn't realize it was hormones. I forgot mm-hmm. that I have periods for some reason that weekend. And I was just like, the world's picking on me. Everyone hates me. God, if he's real, hates me. Or she's real because God is a woman. Thank you, Ariana Grande. Yeah, thanks, Ariana. <laughs> <laughs> You're um, having a trash year. We love you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, R.I.P. Mac Miller. Let me just throw that out there. Um, but... Yeah, so I was really glad that happened because then my whole chemical balance got into check, and I was like, "All right, bitch, you're not actually that picked Isn't on." That so crazy you need to- how like you'll be like reeling with emotions, and then you yeah. start your period, and you're like, "Oh." It's, this is thi- life is this not is that why. hard. <laughs> life You're is- like, I knew it wasn't a weak little bitch. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I knew it wasn't a, a fucking weak exactly. little. Exactly. No, right when it happened, I was like, I've never felt more relieved. I was just like, oh, okay, wow, all right. My body was just like, get it together, bitch. Everything's good. <laughs> now proceed. Oh, relate. Yeah, but so there was my rose. That's Aww. great, but. Do you want to talk about how you did on the last feminist challenge, which was to be direct with your emotions? And communicate. And communicate. Sorry, I don't really remember. It's been so long. But you get the gist. Communicative. Uh, Yeah. Um, Well, last time we talked, um, I was seeing a boy, and things were good. It was a little too good to be true, I felt like. But that's also me just having reservations because I'm a psychopath and <laughs> have... No, it's because men are trash and we've been socialized to think... Well, I'm trash too. Always trash. <laughs> well, yeah, you're trash too. But I'm not saying he's trash directly. I'm just saying. Right. I was, I, was, I was being scared. I was being a little bit of a coward. But then I realized I was like, I'm just probably not ready. I'm just not ready to dive into something, especially when it meant a little more 
to him than it maybe did for me. And I didn't, and just the mere fact that I didn't want to hurt him Mm -hmm. because it was moving a lot quicker for him than it was me. Um, I cut it off and that's scary for anybody to do because you're, especially being a woman, you never know if a guy's going to like come back at you and be like, you fucking bitch, Mm -hmm. you're a slut, you're You're a a whore, whore. (laughs) you know? So there's always that reservation immediately when you want to communicate honestly with somebody. And, um, but I had faith in this guy. You know, I've talked to you about him. He's a good guy. So I did my challenge, and it ended up being really good. And we've been able to communicate openly about everything that's happened. And, um, yeah, so communicate. It works. That's good. It does. I also and communicated openly, and it didn't go great <laughs> because they never responded. <laughs> Oh, my God. I've been talking to this guy who's in Africa for, like, who's been in Africa for, like, four months. And we, I think, low-key developed feelings for each other, but then he, like, low and got a job in North Carolina. So he's coming back from Africa, packing Mm -hmm. for a week, and then moving to North Carolina. And I was like, okay, well, I kind of still want to explore maybe what that's about. Like, I feel, like, a ton of chemistry or whatever. So I texted him one day. I just haven't been really... Like, I haven't felt like he's been feeling it. So I was like, hey, you know, like, if you're not feeling it, that's cool. Like, I just want to know because you're going to be back for a really short window of time. And I want to carve out time to spend with you if you are into that. Um, Just, like, let me know. And never text me back. And then I texted him again two days later. still? Nope, still. And I texted him two days later. This was, like, a week ago. And I was like, okay, cool. Thanks for letting me know. (laughs) Never texts me back. Haven't heard from him since. Radio fucking <laughs> silence. silence, folks. Radio fucking silence. Wow. So I did it, though. I communicated my feelings. I was vulnerable. Hated every second of it. And guess but what? I'm an adult. And you also found some truth into that situation. Yeah, he's trash. Exactly. exactly. Okay, that's it. That's it for me. So it did work in some way or another. You just see some true colors right. come out. So I see a true color shining bright. That is like the Parks and Rec <laughs> episode where they sing, is it Love is a Battlefield? Love is a Yeah, which is a fucking anthem. Yes, like, I would burst in like Donna and sing along to yeah. Love is, an, is a Battlefield if I heard it. I was not authentic. I would have told old hag to tie the fucking shoes herself It was if I was authentic to my feelings. But I did not. I bent over like a little bitch and tied a six-year-old's <laughs> shoelaces, whom no, I did not you know. What you should have done be like, okay, so I guess this is a learning opportunity for the both of you. Um, <laughs> the rabbit goes under <laughs> into the hole. I should, yeah, shoe tying lesson <laughs> by Evelyn. I'm going to, um, Riley, sir, please do not put my last name. Actually, do. do no one's going to be able to spell it off you saying he it. Bleeps True, but also names. bleep it. Riley, bleep it. He'll Fuck, bleep. why do I say everybody's last name? Because <laughs> you want everyone to die right. by angry men and white women. Mm. Fuck. Fuck these bitches. Yeah, Torch. let's start talking about why white women are fucking trash. Ourselves included. This whole podcast, I want to make it abundantly clear. We do too. That Talk we about. are... In the trash. We are not on a pedestal condemning the trash. We are in the tr- in the yes. landfill. We're trash educating trash. We're like right. Toy Story in the third <laughs> yeah, episode. The third one. Yeah, where everybody's in the trash. <laughs> yeah. We don't get out. We're just still in the trash. Yep. 
and we're just mm-hmm. talking to other we trash just about how we're actually trash. acknowledge that we are here. Right. If this we is know Toy Story, what we are. I'm definitely Woody because I'm like a bossy little bitch, <laughs> and I'm like always thinking that I know what's up. I'm like, yes, Woody, I see you. We're in this trash. Yeah, I feel I feel you, Woody. We're the three best yes. trash set anyway. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, should I start? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Hi. It, it me. Um, so I recently went, um, like in March, I went and saw Robin D'Angelo speak. She used to be a professor at UW. She is a white scholar activist woman or femme. I'm not quite sure how she identifies. She's super dope. And she is an author. She's written like three books and has coined... I'm pausing for effect, coined (laughs) the term white fragility and defined it. She's fucking amazing. So she, um, it was a really great conference for all of these beginning educators. And it was about seeing the racial water and what that looks like for us white folks that are trying to do really good work, um, but also having to make sure that we're not putting the burden on people of color, but especially like black women, um, black women carry the majority of the emotional labor when it comes to talks about racism. So she kind of broke it down a little bit for everyone to understand. And she says like today's culture, our culture today is still profound, profoundly anti-black and that racism is a structure and it's not an event, which I think when I've talked about it with a bunch of other of like my white peers, that blows their mind. Like racism is not just like one incident that happens. It's an actual structure that is mm-hmm. upheld by white supremacy right? or racism upholds white supremacy. Um, and so she kind of broke it down a little bit and she basically talked about like before the civil rights movement, right? So we've had like eugenics, which happened like way back in like the 1400s, 1500s, whatever, where white people were like, oh, look at our school shape. Like we're so much smarter. We're like a superior race. Not true whatsoever, Um, but informed modern day racism. Um, And she basically talked about like before the civil rights movement, there was all of these white folks who were actively racist obviously participating in kkk groups meeting up burning crosses on black americans lawns doing all of this like crazy wild shit and the civil rights movement happened and so then it was like legally like hey you can't do this like this is not chill and she basically said that like the new form of racism kind of created this interesting binary right so white folks who we, we consider racism bad, right? And so good people thus cannot be racist, <laughs> which is wild as fuck. Right. And she basically was like, this is the most brilliant thing that ever happened to white supremacy because systems evolve. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it created this really interesting system where we associate racism with bad people who are like going out, burning crosses on black Americans lawns doing all of this like actively hateful shit but that doesn't account for like the majority of racist things that white people participate in every single day Mm -hmm. can i add an anecdote really quickly yes because it is literally what you're doing so my mama confronted we were having a conversation about race at like a family reunion type thing 
and my mom confronted one of our relatives and she said, I am a white person, thus I am racist. And this family member was like, absolutely not. Like, you're an amazing person. You do all this work in the community. You are not a racist. And she basically presented the argument that, like, all white people are in, we are racist because we are benefiting from, a, like, a system of racism. and White privilege. Right. <laughs> and he, exactly what you were saying, he's like, you're a good person. You can't be racist. And therein lies the root of the problem that he wasn't willing to listen to the ways that he benefits from this system and really like the, like he just, he was like, no, you're a good person. You can't be racist. You're a good person. And it's like, yeah, but being a good person doesn't mean that you're not racist. In fact, you have to acknowledge your part in racism in order for this problem to be like us to take steps forward in solving it. Exactly. Right. To progress forward. Uh Exactly. So she basically was just like, it created this super great, great for white supremacy, this really interesting binary where people would say there's no, right, people who are active in the community or in their church or in a school system, their principals, their superintendents, their politicians, Mm -hmm. they're like, what? They're not out burning crosses on a yard. They're not racist. But everything, like we can acknowledge that we've been socialized. Everything that we see in from history books, there's literally a history book that called Slaves, Black Africans Stolen from Their Continent and Home it was like Communities. Like farm? What was it? They were what called, like, um, something workers. Yeah. Like, Agricultural, like agricultural, work, agricultural cultural workers. workers like, some kind of fucking bullshit. And that therein lies the problem too. Is like we don't acknowledge migrant versus stolen, right? Like they just came over. They chose. Right. They, they were they like, decided. we're getting on a ship. We're gonna travel across and work for free right. and die right. and be beat to death. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Anyway, so she just gave this really amazing um, example of what racism used to look like and how the definition of racism evolved to only include that but it doesn't Mm -hmm. include people who are like colorblind who say like colorblindness is a form of racism they're like i don't see color what are you talking about absolutely do right or people are like i treat every single person like they're the same i don't ever judge anybody based on their skin color or um we're all just human we're all just out here like there was also a form of racism is like color celebrate. They're like, I can't be racist. I was in the Peace Corps. I spent two years in right. Ghana. I have black friends. I'm not racist. Yep. <laughs> I work in a very diverse environment. <laughs> okay, just because your coworker is black doesn't mean that excuses you from the systematic oppression exactly. of people of color. Right. So it's just really important, I think, um, to talk about racism in all of its components, it's super vast, it's super pervasive, and it's everywhere around us all the time. Extremely prominent, if we want to get it's all so with the alliteration up in here. <laughs> prominent. Pop prominent. Peace. So I just wanted to really highlight her work, one, because she's a white woman, and she also had said, 
which is now my go-to thing about racism. She goes, racism is a white people problem, and we need to be the ones to fix it, which I fucking feel in my Mm -hmm. soul. We literally created racism, and we benefit from it every single fucking day. I benefited from it when I got this apartment. Mm -hmm. I benefited from it when I got my job. Mm -hmm. And I... I acknowledge that my white privilege has made me successful in what I do today, and it's fucked up. Like, that is a really fucked up part, and my niece is black, and I am horrified at the fact that, one, she's raised by a bunch of white family members and and um, has already, she's four, and has already experienced so much racism that she literally told my sister the other day where she and my sister were driving in the car, and um, she goes, Mommy, I want a sister. And my sister goes, like, what? You want a sister? Why do you want a sister? And she's like, I just want a baby. I want to hold them. They're so cute. And my sister goes, like, oh, well, maybe later. And she's like, well, I, well, when I do have a sister, I don't want my sister to be black. I want her to be white. Oh, my God. And my sister was like, Kaya, like, why would you say that? That's so, you're so beautiful. You're, you're, you're just so unique. You're a beautiful person, blah, blah, blah. And my niece you know, was like, well, I don't like my hair. And she's fucking four. And she's already... She's already acknowledging that it's better to be white, which I would like to highlight that Robin D'Angelo cited research at this conference that said that black youth by the ages of three or four understand that it's better to be white. And at the time, I was like, what? That blows my fucking mind. But when it happened to my fucking niece, I was a mess. My sister called me and I was like, I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to say because we are, we try to be actively, you know, dismantling white supremacy and racism. And there's like literally nothing I can say to be like, it's going to be okay. Yeah. No, that's her reality. And that's fucked up. And so anyways, I just wanted to really talk and highlight Robin D'Angelo's work um, because I think there's a serious lack in white women doing the work and carrying some of that burden. Um, And I think I also want to give a shout out to a lot of the black activists that I follow that do this work on a daily basis and a ton of emotion. Yep. Rachel Elizabeth Cargill and Erica Hart, just literally who's also a sex educator and I'm a sex educator and I love you. (laughs) um, And is literally doing the work and makes me question my white privilege and whiteness every single fucking day. And I'm super cognizant and trying to not take up black folks space. Um, And so I just appreciate the work that's being done in the burden that women of color have every single day to like take care of white folks all the time. Anyways. Yeah. All the time. Okay. I have some quotes. I uh, that you were just incredibly eloquent and put together, and now I'm like, I will sound like a child. <laughs> no, you won't. <laughs> no, you won't. Okay, I'm gonna get more alcohol. Okay. While Andrea is doing doing the Lord's work, because <laughs> <laughs> God, God is a woman is again. Woman. Ariana Grande, if you ever hear this podcast, I love you so much. It is scary. I want to talk about, I really do love her. Ariana, 
I know that your last name is pronounced Grandy. I refuse to say it like that. <laughs> Wait, no, is it really? Yes, it is, girl. Just like Chrissy Teigen is pronounced Tigan. No. Hashtag. Yikes. Hashtag fuck me up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I want to read a quote because I'm not as eloquent as Andrea, but Shut this up. quote is amazing. And by Wait. quote, I mean part of an article, which is quite yeah, this, long. I'm going to pop this first. Ow. <laughs> Yikes. I've never heard a sexier sound in my entire life. Yeah, that is, it is quite arousing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I fucking, like an idiot, did not write down who wrote this lovely article, but I'm going to read it. It's about white women's tears and how they are often extremely weaponized. And so... Yeah, I think it's important to talk about. Um, it begins, white women tears are especially potent and extra salty because they are attached to the <laughs> symbol of femininity. These tears are pouring out from the eyes of the one chosen to be the prototype of womanhood, the woman who has been painted as helpless against the whims of the world. <laughs> Buckle up. I'm reading the whole paragraph Buckle because up. this is just, it's, it needs to be heard. <laughs> The one who gets the most protection in a world that does a shitty job overall of cherishing women. The mothers, sisters, daughters, and aunties of the world's biggest bullies, white men. But the truth is, white women have been bullies themselves because they've been the shadows behind the white men who get all the blame. They have been doing much of the subjugation in white supremacy without any of the accountability because... Innocent white women, woman is a caricature many have chosen to embrace, even subconsciously. Fuck. Why? Because it shields them from consequences. We talk about mas- toxic masculinity, but there is toxicity in wielding femininity oh. in this Holy way. Holy shit! Color me fucked up. Right? <laughs> so, yeah, I just, we, white women, myself included, yeah. We use our fragility to oppress. And white privilege. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. And we are we are a part of the oppression. And just you've seen so many times in the last year online white women reporting black people especially, but people of color like doing like really ordinary innocent things and calling Becky like first of all (laughs) first of all barbecue Becky Becky. (laughs) permit patty (laughs) fucking permit patty (laughs) fuck (laughs) it hurts It, it actually hurts barbecue Becky come on I need one of those sweatshirts though has a doctorate a doctorate. Right. From Stanford. Right. Which is the Still whole fucking thing. Right. It's not, <laughs> you're not like some, you're not ignorant to the world. Mm-mm. You've gotten an education. Mm-hmm. It, and that's the whole thing that you were talking about. Like, so you're knowingly. Right. You. <laughs> racist piece of shit. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, white women, we're just, we're like so. Is contributive a fucking word? Contributive? No, we I contribute. <laughs> Say it anyways. We are contributive it to the the white supremacist, capitalist, imperialist patriarchy. Hashtag bell hooks. 
hashtag bell hooks fuck me up. It's just white women. We try and I hate, do you ever like see tweets? Like, cause Twitter is like my jam. So I'll be on Twitter and I'll see a woman of color, like post this really fire tweet about like just <laughs> getting to the heart of an issue. And undoubtedly you click on it to see the mentions. And there are like a horde of Becky's <laughs> that are like, this happens to all women. Like, let's not make it about race. And it's just like, can we start acknowledging that black women especially experience like a harsher degree of the sexism that we experience on top of the racism that they experience. Exactly. So quoting, uh, Oh fuck. I'm going to Kimberly Crenshaw Mm -hmm. who coined the term intersectionality. You cannot separate racism from sexism like if you're a black woman the sexism you experience is also racist and the racism that you also experience is sexist like you cannot undo that part of your identity that is makes up who you are um and i think that it's so ignorant of white women who always constantly are like like you just said Let's not make it about race. Like Rachel Cargill, who is an amazing amazing educator on Instagram, posted a while ago, called out. It was after the death of Paz. I have a quote. Can I bring it up? I have her quotes. Yes. Finish your story, but I have a quote from her. When feminism is white supremacy in heels is the name of the article. Isn't it, wasn't it in Vogue or Glamour? Harper's Bazaar. Harper's Bazaar. And I'm fucking up right now. Who was the name of the black woman Nia that died? Wilson. Nia Wilson. Hashtag Nia Wilson. Um, so when that happened, a lot of white feminists were not commenting, tweeting, Girl, posting on Instagram about her name. I have as well. Yeah. Okay. This is when... So... It, she... Okay. She posted and said, I want you to tag like white, in, like people who say, claim to be intersectional feminists. I want you to tag them mm-hmm. so that they will speak on Neo Wilson's death. And instead, like all these people started tagging like intersectional feminist accounts that they follow. follow. Mm-hmm. And these white women, instead of being like, yes, I need to use my platform to speak on this issue, the white women got offended, which is really the heart of the issue with white women because we always tend to center our own feelings above actual progress. And so what she said in this article for Harper's Bazaar, which if you haven't read, you need to immediately, is in a crucial moment of showing up for our marginalized community, there was more concern about their feelings and ego as opposed to the fight forward for women as a whole. What could have been a much needed and integral display of solidarity and true intersectionality quickly became a live play-by-play of the toxicity that white-centered feminism can bring to the table of activism. God damn. Also, reverse racism isn't a fucking oh, thing. Jesus Christ. Reverse racism cannot exist nope. because, as I said earlier, racism is a structure, a part of white supremacy, and racism has to deal with power. Who it holds is a the pillar fu- of white right. supremacy? It, who holds the fucking power? Right. White people. You cannot be racist towards white people. You can be prejudice prejudice against white people right you cannot be racist against white people and, and colorism is a thing which unfortunately ha- 
is a part of white supremacy. Mm-hmm. It is a function of white supremacy. Yes. So I just, one, want to highlight that. Two, I also want to go back to Robin D'Angelo, who said and talks about um, white people's app. Like, there's a bunch of different things that contribute to us not fighting white supremacy. One is our apathy towards racial injustice and just idly standing by. Two is the wanting to jump over the hard personal work and critical self-reflection to get to solutions. You cannot talk about racism if you have not done a very firm analysis of your own racist trash biases. You can't. Yeah. You have to acknowledge that. Right. And um, they're also, like, expecting people of color to teach us. Like, Google is fucking free. Yeah. We've talked about this a million times. Like, right. if men want to at me, you can fucking Google it. It's not my job to educate you on all of this trash. Rachel and I have talked about it in the past episode. Yeah. We're not your fucking therapists. You can fucking find one your own if therapist. You're offended, find the fucking root of the problem here. Yeah, like, Google Google why you're offended, and I can guarantee you there'll be ten fucking articles. Exactly. That if you just want to read it, you could <laughs> learn. Yeah, you can learn. Absolutely. Um, and then um, also entitled to learn about racism without feeling uncomfortable. Like white people expect, like I want to have a conversation about racism, right. but I don't want to reflect on my own bullshit. Right. I don't want to reflect and talk about how I have inherent biases against people of color, and I but don't yeah. want to take. And I also don't want to take, like, um, what's the word I'm thinking of? I don't want to take. I don't want to acknowledge my own bullshit. Like right. I don't want to put that on me. Right. Or, but yet they'll sit here and preach about self love and how you can't fucking uh, how you can't you can't spread love until you love yourself. And it's like okay, well you can't. It should work the opposite as well. It, yeah, yeah, it should. Yeah. And then also talking about like this is what Evelyn was talking about like defenses defensiveness or the focus on intentions over impact. Oh, I yes. want to like daily highlight. Impact over intent always. Your intent doesn't mean shit. Right. If you didn't intend to be racist when you wore a native headdress at Coachella, (laughs) oh, well, that's super unfortunate. You didn't intend to be racist, but guess what? You You fucking were were mad racist. Fuck you, Party City. Yeah, (laughs) fuck you, Party City. Also, it's 2018. If you are still wearing native headdresses, you, and as a white girl, you need to check If you're dressing like fucking Pocahontas for Halloween. Kill me. (laughs) Go jump off the bridge. (laughs) My neighbors love me. (laughs) We are screaming. Also, I definitely lost my train of thought because I've had three glasses of champagne, which is frustrating but maybe i'll get it i was talking you were talking about headdresses impact and Im- right impact over intent. that's the thing okay if you <laughs> are thank you if you are as a white woman you know you're doing something we we weren't born woke right like i've said really cringy things i will say really qu- cringy things um and I'm, but I'm willing to learn. I'm open to learn. If someone approached me and said, Evelyn, like what you said in that meeting earlier or whatever the setting may be, that hurt my feelings or whatever the case, like, or that's racist. My first reaction should not be defensive. Defensive. I should not go on the like, I, oh my God, I, you know, I didn't mean it that way. 
like you were saying, the I impact, still said it. right? I said it. Yeah. The impact is there. It's not up to the offender to decide whether the offended can be offended. And so, it's so important as white women that we need to start being like, "Oh my God, fuck! I've messed up. Mm-hmm. I said this thing, and I did. That's not how I meant it. But like, in, you can in your head be like, oh, "Fuck, that's not how I meant it." But you need to start taking in like accountability and being like, "I did say it." This is how it affected people. How do I change? How do I learn? And make intention to be better. Yes. And just promise to do better. Yes. Right. Because it's like none of us were born woke. I feel like I'm still Just like your niece was not born to hate herself or hate her hair. Absolutely. It's all fucking learned. It's learned. It is all learned. Yeah. And so like the best I can say is that every day I'm going to have an intention to just be open and learn and grow. But so often we're just like obsessed with being like, that's not how I meant it. And then all we are doing is shutting out how they feel and stunting the ability for this conversation to really open and blossom because we're just like, right. And I couldn't possibly be right. And this, the one argument I keep running into whenever I'm talking about uh, white privilege with those who don't believe they have it. Which is a really hard conversation. It is. It is a hard conversation. And all my life has been hard. I could not have possibly had. But it's hard for me not to get angry and, you know, it's cringeworthy because (laughs) I'm just, I'm just like, how the fuck do you not realize? your head in really crazy (laughs) fucking ways right now. But it's also, it's also people that are very close and dear to me that don't believe that they have white privilege. And so they're their initial reaction to it is that they get, they get really defensive and they're like, I should not have to apologize. And so I'm wondering where the fuck that even came from. Cause I'm, no one's asking to, no one's asking you to apologize for anything. No one's ever asking you to apologize. Mm-hmm. It is the mere fact of just being aware of your actions and how they affect others and how you need to, pres- how, how you need to progress forward. And if you want to be a better person, it's not an easy road because the shit is everywhere, but for fuck's sake, like <laughs> acknowledge it, right? Mm-hmm. Make the effort, right? But no one's asking you to apologize and stop for centering anything. your own fucking feelings exactly. over progress. This is not this is not about you, right? This has nothing to do with you, right? And so I, I take a deep breath and I realize this is a learning opportunity for those, and that is where my compostable trash. <laughs> yes. Duties and come you're doing in. you're doing the work though. You're having those conversations with stubborn ass white people that are like, um, white privilege is that a thing? Well, I just um, look what at about fe- what about meninists? Like, feminism is taking over, and men are losing their. Well, rights. that's the that's that's the one that's the only analogy I can come up with. Um, for this particular person, I was like, okay, well, can you acknowledge that men have more privilege than women? And she's like, oh, yeah, of course. I'm like, then how the fuck can you not realize that your white privilege is more superior than those of color? Like, I don't understand. And no one's saying, like, when people call you, well, it's actually technically called calling in now, which I love. But when people call you in and say, like, hey, your white privilege is showing, no one's saying, like, you've never had a hard life. Right. No, no one's ever saying no that one's validating emotions. Right. Like right. that you've lived a piece of cake life. But I think it is important to acknowledge that while maybe you haven't had 
a really easy life, you also have started like 30 yards ahead of our black counterparts and not to mention the amount of resources you also have yes the ability to reach compared to those of color in certain populations like you yeah it's a nuts i think also it's 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 a nuts like mario (laughs) oh my god okay so this is gonna be like outdated by the time this comes out but today on twitter i saw that mario kart was trending and so was toad (laughs) and i was like oh my god i love mario kart let me research this and i fucking regret it immediately (laughs) because the reason it's trending is because stormy daniels bless her came out with her tell-all book and said that trump's penis looks like toad (laughs) the character toad Can never have Toad ever again in Mario Kart. We'll never play Toad again. (laughs) Fuck your sign. What what character in Mario Kart do you play? (laughs) Fuck. Also, Stormy Daniels, I love you. Less. Less. Also, I have no faith in our government that anything's going to happen with this impeachment. Please vote in the midterms. Yeah, because impeachment just um, also results in what's his fucking face. Mike Pence, who is actually way more scary than Trump because he is an actual politician and he knows what the fuck he's doing and will make policy. I went away for a girls weekend with my mom, my sister, and my best friend this weekend and we were playing Fuck, Marry, Kill, which is an interesting game to play with your mother. (laughs) And we were doing like amazing, like really beautiful men and then I came up with the one that was Donald Trump, <laughs> Paul Ryan, and Mike Pence, and my mom was like, oh God, is killing myself an option? <laughs> I love your mom! Susan, I love you. Shout out to Susan! It's nice to meet you, Susan. <laughs> Let's be friends. Susan's gonna come on this podcast. Susan, do you like wine? Let me oh, take you Susan out for wine. wine. Susan, Susan loves yeah. wine. Let me treat a young Susan to some wine. <laughs> I was like, Mom, that's not how you play. You literally have to choose. And I think our option... No, your mom just made a new rule. We all, she's like, no, I'm opting out. I think all of us were like, well, we would kill Trump, obvi. We would marry Pence because Kelsey pointed out that she could just boss him the fuck around all the time. She's like, he's a pushover. I could boss him around. And we all agreed that we would like hate fuck Paul Ryan. Okay, so... Like, yes. just like punch him in the face the whole time. Yeah. Super dominatrix style. Right, like, right. get some kind of a weird electrode like, situation. Like, Paul Ryan. Oh! <laughs> a dream. A actual dream. Me. My dream. <laughs> Fucking Paul Ryan in the ass. Paul Ryan, you'd love it. Paul Ryan. Loki think he would, actually. Yeah, Loki'd absolutely yeah. love it. Paul Ryan, are you into pegging? <laughs> Paul Ryan, at us. At us. Tell us if you're into pegging. B.M.O.D.E. <laughs> underscore. On Instagram. Because there's two of us, and yeah. we can add Evelyn if you want. <laughs> Triple peg, bitch. Triple, Triple peg. peg. Oh, peg. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yikes. White um, women yeah, so, as fuck, though. And yeah, to indeed. piggyback off that fuck a two-party system, period. Fuck a two-party system. Mm. I don't understand how anybody can expect us to coexist with a two-party system. It is literally, it is created to keep us divided at all costs in any type of situation. And, I mean, of course, I lean way more liberal, but 
I don't always believe right. in, you know, what liberals stand for. Right. And I don't Democrats always, be trash too. Right. And I don't always disagree with Republican policy either. But I just Maxine Waters for president. I know she won't run. Maxine, but I love you. Reclaiming my time. Maxine Waters is my actual hero. If she ran for president, I will I'll <laughs> Maxine, hit me up. I will phone bank. I will go phone door to door or door to door. <laughs> That's phone bang. This is Andrea. I'll do both. I will. Whatever you want. Do both. I'm single as fuck. I'll do both. Phone bang. I have a vibrator that links to an app. We can make this work. (laughs) This is so ig. Okay, we are ignorant. We are trash, but we we're trying. But we're trying. We're trying. And I would like to, Rach. Do you have anything to? Add, I want to end on how to make a uh, reparations after a racial transgression as a white person. <laughs> That's a Barney song. Uh, Didn't mean to do that. Oh, I thought that was the Jeopardy I song. I would say ask people, me. like, if you've offended or, like, said something ignorant to a person of color, ask them how to make their, like, what can I do to make this right? Which sounds like it's putting it on them, but really just, like, I feel like instead of just... I, sometimes white people are just like, I'm going to fix things and well, don't that actually and, address... Right, right, but also to make it clear that you don't want it to happen again. Right. Um, because, I mean, even if it has nothing to do with race or making racism comments at all, it, I mean, when one person makes a mistake, if you are a, a professional, you make a mistake, you don't want it to happen again. Right. So you're going to find every other alternative path to make sure that you do better. Right. So maybe I should have amend my statement to being like, here's what I'm going to do. I want, I've, I've gone online I, or I've read all about like how, what I've done. Yeah. Like I see how your feelings are valid. I see how I fucked up. Like, this is what I'm doing. Is there anything else that I can yes. do for you that totally. is, that will make things right? Right. And so you're not doing, and you know, I mean, I also think those kinds of actions do speak louder to those who aren't as vocal about it and who, you know, I don't know. Those, it's, it reminds me of those people that watch people get bullied and don't say anything. And it's just as bad as bullying itself, if not worse, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like those people that don't acknowledge that they did something wrong. And they think that person that got offended should just get over it because they took it personally. White people call out your fucking coworkers, yeah, call, call out, out your, family. your yes. family, call out your friends, call out all of the racist and bullshit. And it doesn't even have to be like putting them down or making them feel bad for it. It's just, it is a pure act of ed- like educating people, educate your people. You want to see people do better. You want to see the world be better. Make it fucking better. You have the perfect platform to do it. You have the platform to do it. Use it. Fucking use it. Snapping all around. <laughs> snap, snap, snap. Snap, snap, snap. Um, snaps is the name of the game. The snaps game is the name of the game. And the name of the game is Snaps. Okay, great. Um, so I just want to revisit. I'm obsessed with Robin D'Angelo. If you're listening, Robin D'Angelo. Love you. I love you. Um, first, she gave her an a personal example of how she has made a racial transgression, which I would like to also highlight that when we do racist shit, we should call it out as being fucking racist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I just had a conversation with my grandma 
And I was explaining to her that, yes, all white people are racist. It's a very interesting conversation with someone that's over 70. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love my grandma so much, and she was sitting and listening the whole time, and I was like, there's literally Robin D'Angelo quote again. There's nothing I can do to get rid of my racist conditioning, but I can do less harm, which I'm obsessed with. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love that so much. There's nothing that we can do. We've been raised in this white supremacist, imperialist, capitalist patriarchy. Yes. Bobby Bell Bell Hooks. Um, And there's nothing that we can do. Like, a lot of the time, we've been passive participants in the culture that we've been raised, which Mm -hmm. is extremely racist Mm -hmm. and bullshit. Um, But we can learn about it, and we can take... We can acknowledge the harm that we have caused and will cause and vow to do better. So the one thing I really loved about Robin D'Angelo is that she talked about how, with a personal transgression of how to repair a racial transgression. Robin D'Angelo says that white folks need the capacity to bear witness to racism and make the repairs. It's on us to do that work. So if you're in a situation where you have committed a a racial transgression, where you've said something racist and somebody has had the courage to call you in, because I think it's really important to state that it is super hard for a person of color to... to tell a white person that they have done something racist because Often because there are real life consequences, real life consequences, they can and be perceived as the angry black woman. They, I mean, there's all these different, as well as that woman who talked for about white women, women, women fear, fears, and then got fired from her job for mere yep. fear of retaliation, right. retaliation, right. all of it. So it's, so like, it's usually right. It's usually a form of trust. If someone calls you in and says like, "Hey, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. You just did this thing in a meeting, and it was crazy racist." The first thing that you should do is you say... Respect it. (laughs) Yes. You absolutely respect it. And you do personal reflection. You say, thank you for telling me. Um, You process by yourself or with another white person everything that you did and reflect why that was racist. And you need to understand all of the ways that it was racist. It was racist because this, this, and this. And then you explain it back um, to that person, um, your white friend, why it was racist, and ask if they missed anything. So then you ask to repair with a person of color that you have offended, and you say, hey, I'm really sorry. I've done a lot of reflection. I want to repair um, whatever happened. Um, And this person can either say yes I would love to sit and chat with you, or they could say no. And it's your responsibility to already accept if they say no and don't want to fix a relationship when you ask them. That is something that you have to consider because they might not want that kind of racist bullshit energy in their life. and Which they you, have the privilege to accept or deny. The right. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So they have the ability to say, yes, I want to repair or no. No, thanks. I'm good. You, you fucked up, and I just don't really want to address it. Because that's emotional labor on them as well. Right. So if they do, you never focus on your intent. You focus on your explanation of how it was racist. You yeah. meet up with them, and your you impact. say, I'm so grateful that you called me in and said that this was racist. Here, I've done some research. I've done a lot of reflection. Here's how I understand it. 
to be racist and you explain it to them. And then you never focus on the intent. It doesn't, your intent should never even come up. It does not matter. Right. And you ask that person, which is what Evelyn had said earlier, what they have missed. Like, hey, this is how I've processed. I'm explaining to you all the things that I did and how it was racist. Is there anything that I've missed? And then um, they may come back and say, hey, like, yeah, you missed this thing and this thing. And you say, oh, my gosh, thank you so much for taking the time to meet with me. You apologize and you commit to do better. You say, I'm so sorry Mm -hmm. for doing and you name it explicitly like, I'm so sorry for doing this, this and this. And I promise that I will do better and be better in the future. And um, you ask them if they need to say anything or if they need to be heard. And if they say no, then that's great. And you move forward and you stick to your commitment to be better and do better. And it really is that simple. Like if you commit a racial transgression, transgression, I've just given you a step-by-step guide, thanks to Robin D'Angelo, of how to address that issue. Yes. And you can do it. And be a better white person, because most yes, white people are the worst. So, worst. The worst. So, feminist challenge for the Ooh, next week yeah. is to be a better white person. Be a better white person, <laughs> and also take the implicit association test at yes. Harvard. Yes. We have taken it. We're going to discuss privately, and... Um, I really encourage you to challenge yourself to take it. It will give you an accurate representation of where your biases are. And if you may at me, if you have taken this and want resources, I have a bunch of resources on how to fix your implicit bias slash it's racism. Um, let's call a spade a spade, um, to address your racism that you have, been what's the word I'm thinking of afforded mm-hmm. yeah. you've been afforded racism mm-hmm. so um let's get to work white people on how to address that and that is it right yes bye <laughs> bye love you thank you okay thanks for listening bye you got this shit knocking,